0: Hello and welcome to Court Games, a Legend of the Five Rings podcast funded by the Legend of the Five Rings Community Discord Patreon.
1: This podcast will focus on the role-playing games, stories, and lore for Legend of the Five Rings.
0: I'm Corvath.
1: I'm Kikita Kaori. And we have had a super quiet
0: week. <laughs> In terms of news, because that, that happens from time to time, but the lovely thing about Legend of the Five Rings is there is just so much to it that there's always something to talk about. And this week we're going to be returning to the topic of the metaplot and how you might want to integrate it into your games and what you might want to do with it. We've discussed it before, but we're going to go into a bit more detail.
1: Yeah, so let's get to it. There's been a lot of metaplot-related things going on that your samurai could be involved with. We just had the official Scorpion Clan coup followed by the Dragon Clan
0: coup. Or possibly the Crane Clan coup,
1: or possibly the Crane Clan coup. So it's. Uh...
0: I'm holding out for the Every Clan coup because I we've only got a few more to go, and then it's just everybody.
1: So we wanted to talk a little bit about integrating the meta plot in your games. We did talk about this before, but we can touch on it again as a brief reminder.
0: Yep. So a very quick summary of what we talked about before. We asked, do your characters need to affect the meta plot in order to be fun? So you do? You, if you have the metaplot at all, do your characters need to be right in the middle of it? And we said, not necessarily, because you could be all in a small village where this stuff is happening far away, but still affects you. Because if the lion and the crane start to have a war, that's going to affect your lion and your crane players. It's going to affect the lion and the crane NPCs. Da, da, da.
1: Yeah, if you are a villager in Dungeons and Dragons... In the middle of nowhere and an orc band attacks, that's nothing to a big hero, but it's your entire world to you.
0: Absolutely, yeah. And it, that could be tied into a metaplot. That can be cool because the orc band is there because of this other thing that's going on. But still, you're not really hugely being affected by it. You could also be in a location that's just far away. And so maybe you don't have to be affected at all because you're just sufficiently distant away like the fourth edition supplement, the Nishore province was meant to be that. It's an isolated province. So you can have an entire campaign and it's all in there. And what happens in the outside world is not terribly important unless you want it to be.
1: Right. Or you can set your story in the past and set it with a known start and end point, And then all you have to do is just generally keep the time frame logical don't give your players the opportunity to assassinate the emperor if or start a coup on their own and or make sure that it's well covered up afterwards if they did
0: yeah absolutely we also talked about why you might want to incorporate the meta plot the one possibility is it makes you the players feel important and that they are part of a bigger world that's one reason why you want to do that,
1: yep. and it gives them the star quality, especially if you have LCG players or players who have read the main story line. It gives you a little rush to meet your characters in there, so it can be fun and inspirational.
0: Yeah, we we actually had a, something like that recently when a an LCG card character turned up briefly in one of the fictions and a lot of people went oh that's that guy from the card game he turned up and they're just really happy about it and i think that can happen if it's if that person turns up in your games it's like having a crossover from a movie star or something just showing up It's really neat and fun yeah and it can just be a lot of fun to be feeling like you're part of the story that is happening and that you are reading so that's a lot of fun
1: We talked about ways that your characters can interact with the metaplot if you are actually involved with it. You can Mm -hmm. have them interact tangentially. So the metaplot is happening over here, and you just brush around the edges. You aren't diving into the middle of it. You're just brushing the sides. So your character encounters an NPC who is a character from the main story metaplot. but under circumstances where it's probably going to be pretty controlled. So, mm. like, they are presented before a daimyo or a champion for the meta plot who might meet them, acknowledge their existence, all that good stuff, but not have any mm. reason to really change their life because of the interaction with your NPC. Yeah. Or they can have a very strong interaction, but with a really minor character who's mentioned in the LCG that, doesn't really have any story or won't make you won't make much difference to their story. Yeah. Like they're doomed to die soon and you
0: meet them. That kind of thing, yeah. Die. But you, you've met them just before that happens. And so you can go, oh, they were so cool, but then I know the tragedy will happen. It is inevitable. You can also go to a place that the Metaplot has happened to, if you see what I mean, where, for example, you, if you could be, if you're in the Unicorn Lands, going to one of the Villages that the lion recently attacked. So you're seeing the aftermath of the metaplot. So you see the fallout, but the lion have been and they've gone. So you're not being affected by it directly, but you are seeing the aftermath. That might be, that's another way of doing it.
1: And of course, you can always hear rumors of things going on around in the Empire, wherever you are, and hear rumors of metaplot kinds of stuff
0: <laughs> and those rumors can have more of a solid effect on your adventure like i th- believe i said before when if you're playing like in the early metaplot and you have the event where doji hotaru kills Akodo arasu that's going to change that when that rumor hits your little community where there are some lion and there's some crane and there's some crab and there's some dragon when that information hits that little community the lion and the crane are going their relationship's going to change a lot and that could lead to plots that your characters then have to deal with so it's tangential to the actual meta plot but it still has a very big effect right. and you can use right. things like these two clans hate each other therefore there's going to be lots of animosity there's going to be spying there's going to be intrigue marriages that were set up are going to be thrown asunder and all sorts so that's a another way of doing it, another way of getting an integration without having to dive straight into it and be right in amongst the, the big players.
1: Right. The another, another way that you can be involved in metaplot more strongly than tangentially is being as a receiver or a, a victim, if you will, of a metaplot event. Um, so you can be set at the location of a metaplot event. The metaplot is occurring, but you are little and the events going on are big, like you're on a war front or a natural disaster, anything like that, if the events are big and you are tiny, you're not going to necessarily be able to stop what is happening. It is going to roll over you. This works best at low levels, like at the beginning of a campaign, this is really good.
0: Yes, so from the current metaplots kind of things, you could be there when the tsunami hits. So it's not that you can't have any effect Say you're there when the crane lands, get hit by a tsunami, right? That, mm-hmm. That's your that's a meta plot thing. You're not going to stop a tsunami, right? You? <laughs> you know, you'd have to be elemental master of water. Although, missing the elemental master of water might be causing the tsunami. We're not quite sure. But that's how. But if you're anything other than that, you're not stopping a tsunami. But you could save people, so you could have a, actually a very large effect on the people around you. So you're not being completely helpless, which is I think some people don't like with using Metaplot because other people are doing all the exciting things. But no, you're doing lots of important stuff.
1: And this works well for low-level players too, even though it seems like, oh my gosh, this is a terrible, huge, deadly thing how can i put my first levels in it that's not the point if you, you can have your first level characters in a really big event you just have to be careful to make sure that the slice of the event that is targeted directly at the players is level appropriate to them
0: yeah absolutely so they they've got stuff they can do challenges that are appropriate to them and victories that they can achieve and indeed interesting failures that work well for that level of character so that's mm-hmm. really not that difficult
1: So the final way that we have talked about in the past, um, though we're reframing it a little bit here, is that your PCs can be instigators of metaplot events. And this time you're just saying, I'm throwing out the rules, you all can alter the metaplot, and it's fine. You can substitute your characters in uh, for a main character. You can weave your plot together with the metaplot. This is really hard to do with the metaplot as it's going because your characters are just Yes, the characters are changing it, but they're also going to change it in unpredictable ways because you don't know the whole plot yet. So those are the things we talked about before.
0: I think I've talked about having uh, played a game that was much like that, where but this is late AEG plot. And there were certain things towards the end of that, which you look at those events and it felt like, yeah, I reckon a group of player characters met the person who turned out to be Fuleng, who'd just been ex- uh, expelled from Jigoku. And a player character group found the Eye of the Oni, which was a you know, very important artifact. And so RGM just said, no, okay, my group of players do that, and my group of players do that other thing. But that was a Metaplot that was well over by that point, and so we weren't going to be breaking anything. Uh, so that was actually quite a lot of fun. Harder to do with the Metaplot that's currently ongoing, must be said.
1: Yeah, basically your tips to making metaplot stuff work overall is you're going to need to know the metaplot timeline really well, like what happens when, and be able to adjust your game timeline to fall in various stages of the metaplot. This is easier to do in the past, things aren't going. You're going to need agreement from your players that they are going to uh, try to allow the metaplot to evolve like in the main fiction or not, but you got to pick one or the other. Either we're going to let it happen or we're going to mess with it, but everybody's got to agree. And then, you know, using things in the past. So that brings up a question of timing games.
0: That can vary a whole lot from campaign to campaign. And that then affects how you can affect the metaplot or how you can integrate the metaplot especially the kind of a meta plot we're having right now, where we have fictions happening right now that really change the way Rock Again is. And so sometimes you have games that stretch out for years and years. Like you have an adventure and then you say, and then three years pass, do some downtime action, and then a new adventure happens. And so mm-hmm. You've just done four years of game time in three sessions.
1: That's certainly one way to do it. Or you can have it stretch out across months. So there are, here you take a week of downtime to relax, but things are keeping you pretty on your toes. You actually have to, it's not generational or anything like that. It's a general pace of campaign that keeps rolling. I think most people run this way in general, where it stretches out across months, but not huge breaks between action
0: but sometimes you get campaigns where there basically is no downtime. You go day to day, almost hour by hour, and as soon as you finish the adventure, then the very next morning in the, the character's off going to be doing – well, we've, we've finished that thing, but we've immediately got to now deal with this other plot line that we've been not doing anything with. And as soon as that's over, so, well, we've I've got that – project that I've been trying to do so I need to go do an adventure that's about that. And basically there is no downtime and you could have an entire campaign that in game time is a week because you just mm-hmm. never you never had to stop and you never have downtime actions.
1: Or at least your downtime actions are what do you want to do tonight?
0: <laughs> yes, yes, you have 5 hours spare because you got home from the adventure you were doing, you got five hours. What do you do? And as opposed to a week, as opposed to a year. So yeah, so those are the three, the two extremes: a generational campaign and a moment-by-moment campaign, and the kind of the middling. You maybe you take a week off every so often.
1: Now, if you are trying to work with the metaplot, and it's related to metaplot, the really short time frame games are your best ones because. You can know what happened before and after, and it's not going to likely be changing while the overall story is the starting, the end, so you can integrate things quickly. But obviously not, you won't be integrating a lot of things because not much time has passed.
0: Yeah, yeah, you don't have much time passing. Although admittedly, you're looking at the way that the fictions are coming out at the moment. It's generally a week or two between fictions, but very little, hap- you know, the, they are set very close together most of the time. The extreme was we had, what, six fictions that took place over 24 hours, something like that. And if you 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 can't take a week out in your game because suddenly you're now ahead of the fiction and you don't know what's happening next, which is fine if you're doing the we're in a far-off province thing. But if you're a campaign that's in Otisanochi where you could not avoid hearing about this stuff, it becomes a bit weird to say, oh, by the way, last week... You took a week off to, for your Hot Springs episode. But in that week, the Emperor died, the princes have gone missing, and this happened, and then this happened, and then this happened. So oh, we probably would have reacted to all of that. <laughs> but So I suppose it's much easier when you're doing the moment-to-moment campaign.
1: So what are some current ideas that we can use for current metaplot stories that you could potentially choose to create a campaign around, which is also possible? or bring into your campaign. We talked to David Laderoot not too long ago and had a good time talking about Trail of Shadows where Hira goes to get the armor Kikyo from Shinoma Forest. He takes a, a small crab legion with him with all kinds of Haruma scouts and kuni and all kinds of things. If you have an all crab game, run it on the same expedition. That would be a great thing. He, you don't have to do the actual getting Kikyo part. There could be some other thing that you are doing, trying to keep your group alive in Shinoman Forest, trying to keep your Legion alive in Shinoman Forest. You don't have to do the very capstone taking Kikyo. You can try and keep your group alive from this threat that Hida Sakune never even learns about because you took care of it or not. <laughs>
0: Who are you taking with you on your your quest to take the Arba Kikyo? I'm going to take a legion of Haruma, and I'm going to take a, so I'm going to take a legion of yeah you know, Caillou, obviously, and um, two player character groups. Can we spare two player character groups? Oh, I think we can. Excellent. Uh, I, I'm I just love the idea. That, no, no, we've got player character groups. Just have them. Just assign them to you. That's probably not how it actually works.
1: Oh, but you'd be very successful.
0: <laughs> it would be, be very useful. Another novella you could use would actually be Shinjo Shono's Mission to the Burning Sands, for example, which is the unicorn novella. And there's, again, loads of stuff, loads of possible shenanigans you could get up to that's not necessarily what Shinjo Shono's doing or what is doing. But that orbit around that, if you like...
1: You're still going to these this far away place you're still meeting all of these people, but you're just a minor p c group in his entourage, and you have your own adventures to get up to and While he's off in the city, you might be off in the city or camping outside and doing your own thing and then at the end of the adventure your your paths cross again as he and the armies, the things that are attacking you, and all of that good stuff. So, you you can be PCs in and an active part of these novels, pretty easy. The other two are not. The other three novels are not so good for PC shenanigans, but those two are. You can also be members of one of the armies in and around Kudan Kikita when Daidoji Uji blows it up, or when Matsusuko captures it. Both of those are big incidents.
0: You could actually have, there's a little mini campaign because there's a, you have from the lion taking over the castle, what happens there, all, and and all the way up to the various attempts that the crane make to take it, all the way up to it getting destroyed.
1: And you could equally be a lion stumbling out of the rubble. (sighs) Or a crane sneaking watching from the wall, or even sneaking in if you've got particularly sneaky-beaky group.
0: If you're doing a Harrier campaign, then you could be the Harriers that do the exploding. Because in the fiction, it's literally, Daidoji Uji says, we're doing the mission, and then the mission gets done. You could, in theory, run a whole session that is you doing and, and dealing with issues along the way. And the more of you who succeed, the better it all is. And right. you know, in the actual fiction, one person fails, but maybe more of you succeed, maybe fewer of you succeed in your version. But you could also be the lion trying to fight against exactly that, kind of the reversed heist movie where you realize people are doing a heist and you have to stop them. Mm-hmm. Loads of possibilities. Similarly, you've got Otosanuchi in the, the most recent fiction, Hitomi takes over the city with the army of the rising wave, which is actually in, in many ways very similar to the old Scorpion clan coup. Because if you're just a resident in the city in Otisanuchi and you've been having your little city adventure with and you've been hearing about all this metaplot stuff, but you've that hasn't affected you. Uh, you know, you obviously you went into mourning when the emperor died and you heard some rumors about Scorpion. But then all of a sudden there are dragon troops everywhere. And they are securing it and they are instituting martial law. And now they're heading into the forbidden city itself. And oh my goodness. Loads. Yeah, it's
1: a coup as far as you're concerned.
0: It certainly so looks like one. Do you fight them? Yep.
1: <laughs> you're an Otis city magistrate and there is an army of dragon marching down your street and shoving people into houses and telling them to stay there. Mm. Do you fight them? Do you start a rebellion? Do you try and rally people you know, for the the regent? Yep. What yep. does this mean? These are decisions that you have to make. And no, it's not going to necessarily change the metaplot. You can't necessarily stop the whole thing. Though you could, mm. depending on how you want to GM it. Uh, yep. This is your Rokugan. But you can have a heck of an adventure trying to either stop people from fighting or having fight yeah. and causing Hitomi some losses on the way.
0: Who I do can... your PCs save? Who do they not save, and that kind of thing. Who do they help? Who do they not help? And that can be and that can be really important to them. So their story is still terribly important and personal, even if they don't technically change the history book. The history book still says uh, Miramata Hitomi takes over the capital, mm-hmm. but those little details that are important to you still happen. So that can be really cool.
1: Now, if you're in a court-focused game, of course you can, even if you aren't in the Forbidden City itself – Though mm-hmm. so this could be in the Forbidden City itself. With the scorpion on top, pretty much yeah. any interaction is going to be meddled with. It's a dangerous court situation. So if you a, a minor court blow up, uh, yeah. a minor scandal that your little PCs might be involved with suddenly becomes yet another piece on Yoshi and Shouju's chessboard going on pretty much anywhere in yeah. the entire right, right now. So now but, yeah. Yoshi is saying to one side, you've got to do this, and Shouju saying you got to do this. And now you've got all kinds, of, depending on who your group is allied with, mm. um, you, even a minor court plot is ammunition for one side or another in this game going on between Shouju and, and Yoshi that's
0: Yeah. yeah I mean, characteristic it's of this power. You're getting a, a proxy war in, in a sense. So even though I think that only lasts a few months, if that plenty of room to put a whole bunch of adventures in there. And that metaplot is affecting the landscape you're in while not while still giving the player characters all the freedom they could possibly want. Another thing in much the same idea would be interacting with the perfect land sect there they've got their stuff going on they've got their they've had their fictions which is showing kind of rise and maybe not quite a fall we're not quite sure what happened to them at the end of that their last fiction where they seem to be scattered
1: that was in the past so that's what distributed all but what's happening on with the perfect land sect is that they've got these well right now they're under observation from the scorpion, and that's the latest point that we have timeline-wise. But they've got preachers <laughs> for the Perfect Landsat the scattered throughout Rokugan. One of the things that... The reason that the Perfect Landsat makes an interesting nemesis is, one, it, there's very few key figures in it, but it's definitely tied to the overall storyline. But also because they blame the samurai for anything bad that's happening right now. All the bad things that are happening in the empire are happening because of the samurai. So if the samurai are to blame for it, then your characters being samurai can easily end up a foul of these folks either. And they're heretic to boot or considered heretic. So there's a lot of reasons why your party would be up against perfect land sect preachers and their devotees which could be anywhere in the empire those are just some ideas for how to bring metaplot stories into l5r and we'd love to hear any ideas that you might have to as new fictions come out or thinking about the old fictions that you would think would cool to integrate into campaigns because i think it's neat to do when you can
0: and if you've had experiences of either playing in a game that had metaplot interactions or you've been running a game what were your experiences what worked for you what didn't work for you we'd love to hear those as well but i think that's us for this week
1: we wanted to give a call out to our court games network including the l5r lcg podcast our two uh, actual role-playing podcasts crimson Cold agonies and fortune and strife as well as our new friends at d20 radio
0: our content is funded by the Community Discord Patreon, and that supports our editing cost, as well as the website called gamespod.com. And that's where we have long-term storage information. We have articles on playing games. We have RPG resources and tools and much more. For our patrons, we've got special bonus content like Adventure Seeds, early access to podcast episodes, and other sorts of con- cool content.
1: Online, you can find us at courtgamespod.com, on Twitter, you can find us at twitter.com slash courtgamespod, and on Patreon at patreon.com slash courtgames. But that's it for us this week. This is Kikita Kaori. May the fortunes favor you.
0: And I've been Corval. and until we meet again, keep your Jade handy.
1: Radio, your game has rolled.